Hi, Terry Hello, darling. Hello, everybody. It Welcome came, to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're, we're three people, which sometimes you, three individuals. So it's Eloise, Terry and Bird with a Y. He's sitting on my shoulder. <laughs> he was expelled from this room. This is my treatment room, Ooh. my talking room. And he was expelled for a while. So now he's come and he's, he's just, he's just preening on the, on my shoulder. The little cutie section put my face against him. He was yeah, he's bot- becoming a teenager. Comment, but he was, he was chatting away while you're in the toilet earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. So you heard him. He, get, he gets, he gets upset when I leave the room. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, don't worry. She'll be. Oh, you like, told him. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> And, you know, he's he's also become a teenager, so he's got this little rabbit that he, you know, oh. does some rubbing on. <laughs> it's quite... Just, you know, for those missing it, I got sent a video of him yes, you with did his get... rabbit the other day. Yeah, yeah, you did get sent a video. So I, I leave the room now when he's in his private moment with his bunny rabbit. <laughs> uh, so... Instead of videoing it and sending it to your friends. <laughs> Oh, I sent it to quite a few people and they all laughed, especially my bird owner friends have laughed a lot. So today we were, ta- we're we wanted to talk about, you know, lies and, and, and basically what is, you know, the, don't you find it interesting, Eloise, when you're working with someone, they're so involved in the, the, the hyperbolic transactions, let's say, that occur in the mind, right? So we're, there, there are excuses and reasonings and anal- analyses of what's going on in the world. And that completely obscures what is. Yeah. And yet we think and, my logical it, mind, eh? Yeah. And they're, they're justifying and justifying something. And I'm sat there going, you're lying. Do you not remember? <laughs> it, like, yeah. This has been happening for two years, and yet you're saying it's not happening. So, like, so fascinating, right? Like, yeah. I'll tell a tarot story. Like, there's this woman who didn't really, there were three tarot readers in this particular store many moons ago. And, uh, you know, I would see her, and she had come to me once, and I really don't think she liked me. So, <laughs> uh, that's fine, you know. Lots of people don't have, nobody has to like you. So um, she's stuck again. She comes into the store and she's stuck uh, with me, obviously. So she, she really needs her question answered. So she comes to sit down and she said, I usually don't come to you. I, I had no choice today. It was, it was not, oh, not a very nice statement that she was making. So I was just giggling inside and, um, she asks me about this particular relationship and I look at the cards and I say, well, I see nothing. I don't see a relationship. I don't see you developing a relationship. I see nothing. And she says, well, all the other readers tell me he and I are going to be in a relationship. Now, I'm recalling that she had come to me a couple of years before. Now, I'm not quite sure. Is this the same guy that she talked about? Is this a different guy? And I really went... I just followed my intuition on both. This is the same guy. So my question to her was, well, all right. So you go to these other readers who tell you you are going to be in a relationship with him. I said, how, how long has it been? She said, well, it's five years that, you know, I've been seeing this guy on and off. Basically, I, I did not say this, but wanted to say, 
basically booty call, right? Yeah. So five years, but you're not in a relationship. You have five years, and she says, but Weird. we're going to have a relationship one day. And I said, well, who's who's the reader that is the most accurate? And she went, oh, you are. I said, you know, the only way you know if a reader's accurate is they give you an answer, and then you see if it comes true. So, so far, you've been five years with this guy on and off. He shows up once in a while and takes you out to maybe have sex or whatever, but you're not in a relationship. And now you're basing this like probability wise, even if you were just a statistician, probability, you're likely not going to have a relationship. I don't really need the cards to tell me that. Now, if something fantastical changes, um, that's fine, but but highly likely it's not. You know, anything is possible, right? We know anything is possible. But when you look statistically, there are things that are more probable. Like, I might fly today. Probability-wise, there are no plans for flying. You mean getting in a plane? Getting into a plane. Fly somewhere. (laughs) But there's no plans for flying. You know, but you, you never know. You never you know, know. Somebody could show up the door with a ticket and a, a million dollars and say, hey, you can go off for a year and live in Bora Bora and do your sessions from there, you know? I mean, of course that can happen. The mm-hmm. likelihood of it happening is very narrow. Yeah. So then you get this, this I, I know you, you know everything I'm saying and I'm hoping that everyone out there is going to get a little bit of insight, right? So you have, you have a relationship where you're listening to someone talking about their relationship, but they are relating to the other person through these ideas in their mind. Yeah. Like he said this, so maybe he meant that, right? Mm. He said that, maybe he means this. Why are you thinking maybe? Listen to what he's saying. It's likely as close as possible to the truth as it can be. And now you, as an individual, need to make your decision. So you go out with a guy and he says, I don't want a relationship. But you are walking around saying you want one. Do you Mm. continue dating this guy? Now, I'm going to be a complete uh, hypocrite on this, right? When, When I met my husband, he did say, well, he didn't say, I don't want a relationship. I said, oh, I'm looking for a relationship. He said, I don't know. So, yeah. you know, you kind of you kind of figured out that he was just in a different place in his life. He was just, you know, coming to a new country, studying, opening up a new business and working, just opened up his apartment. I mean, there were so many things he was doing that was new. Now, add a relationship to it. No, I'm not ready for it. So for me... There was not a yes or a no, and I made a decision. Yes, I will keep talking to him when he calls me. Mm. But I'm not making up stories about where we're going to go. I'm sitting going, if he doesn't want a relationship, I need to be open to other relationships. Yeah. I need to. But also, there was a level of honesty between you that you both had had that conversation. And a lot of people will avoid having that conversation with a potential relationship because they don't want to have bad news. Exactly. Right. So, again, you're living through what's in your imagination. 
mm. and not what is Feel right in front Prince of you. Charming. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I rarely, in all the years I've done this, and I've had enough men at my table. There's no <laughs> fantasy. They're usually dealing. You know, this is a tough one, but they're usually dealing with women's crazy. Yeah. Right? Women's crazy comes up and the man comes to me to work through why she's so crazy. You know, uh, another one I found really interesting on the male side was, is she going to cheat? And I was like, wow. 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 What a question, right? But a lot of men were concerned about whether they would get married. Is this a good woman to make a family with and have children with? Will she be, you know, take care of the kids will she be honest will she be will she be faithful mm. and i thought wow what what you know that's kind kind of shifted i think historically all men wanted to know or that's how we keep our family is to know who your progeny is you you want to be bringing up your own progeny you yeah. want to be supporting your progeny and it's really interesting i was just looking at again the bible and where it says 300 years etc you know some of the the churches that have been built historically they didn't put them up to say well you know in this year we're going to build this church they had they had plans for 300 years to build the churches right these massive you know cathedrals okay it's going to take 300 years to build it think of what kind of minds they had in you know when you read the bible or older texts and you see how they're looking at the world and they're looking forward 300 years you know we don't do that Mm. very well like no we think it you look at like gaudi's cathedral in barcelona and they're still finishing it have they finished it yeah exactly (laughs) maybe nearly Um, but you know it's like it's incredible like to have that vision and the plan and then know that you're probably were never going to see it finished in this lifetime and it's so interesting yeah. that we find solutions to problems without really seeing what the long-term outcome of that solution right so we need solution to energy problems you know let's say coal runs out fuel let's say it's actually we don't know i, I don't know i've heard both sides so i have no decision on whether coal is good or bad i have no idea Fo- meaning sorry fossil fuels i don't know if it's good or bad there's, there's huge arguments on one side, huge arguments on the other. I don't yeah. know. But new interesting information has come up, which I think we've mentioned on this podcast, is that, that the solutions that they're implementing aren't necessarily long-term solutions. So no. you build a, a battery-operated car. They're going up like crazy, those, those power stations, you know, to fuel up your battery. Yet... Now they're saying, well, from the beginning of the creation of one of the battery-powered cars to the end, it causes more pollution than, you know, the lifetime of a fossil fuel car. So you're like, okay, well, now we've come up with a solution, but we're not looking long-term at the solution, at the solution as to whether it's actually going to work. So it's just like this minimum moment, you're not going to be using fossil fuels, but wow, you're creating a whole other poisonous problem. So weird. We are weird now. Like, you know, mm. and, I, and what I'm bringing bringing to the table right now, because I'm talking about relationships, is this idea that Noah or Abraham—that's the the Abrahamic story, where you know God says you're going to be the father of nations. He has a barren wife, 
um, and he's mm. looking forward. And then, you know, God says, well, you know, I think Sarah is 72 years old at this point. And God says, you know, you're going to have a baby. Right. And the whole dynamic is, is showing that they're thinking about their future generations. They're not just thinking about themselves, not their kids, but all of their generations that are to come. Hmm. Well, that's a mindset. I don't really know anybody who thinks that way. Yeah. Maybe some of my Jewish friends who, you know, have in their tradition that you remain in the Jewish faith or the person has to um, become Jewish. That could have remnants of it. Eh? Can kind of get a feel of, yes, there are remnants of it. Or when your dad says, you know, or, you know, not, not today. I don't think that exists so much in our European North American mentality. It does exist in other, in other uh traditions but i'm talking about the the western world where yeah we're not thinking about whether who we're going to marry and what that's going to do for our progeny so i'll give you a little funny example that now i disagreed so much with this and now i'm like maybe he was right um in some oh they're making laser noises she got on Hello, are you back? Did I cut out? The, there was a phone call. You that, did. I, yeah. You know what I didn't do was... Uh, oh, you didn't put yourself on do not disturb. Can you hear me? You just can't get the stuff, yes. <laughs> okay. So this stupid thing just came in and told me to... There's For some reason, I can't hear you very well. Any In any case, well. let's see if it changes. So yep. um, one of the cool things... What was I saying? Oh, he said, you have asthma and what's that, what's going to happen with our kids? And as a North American type of person and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like romance and love and you get married and you resolve things. I was super angry, right? I just said, what the mm -hmm. heck? What are you talking about? But I look back and go, you know, that's, that's kind of a good attitude to have. If, if I have asthma, yeah. I'd say his history, we'd have to be careful, you know, like, be careful about what kind of kid you're producing, right? Because you could you could have mm. some serious issues if, um, you know, let's say they get thalassemia, which is the Greek version, or uh, let's say somebody's born, you know, in the same area and there's a difficult disease, right? It's not so far yeah. off to kind of think about that for your future. But nice. we're so instantaneous, we don't quite think about that. We right? don't think about it. Mm -hmm. So is is this more partly thinking dharmically? Oh, you cut off again. I can't hear you. Come back, Terrier. Technical difficulties, everyone. Hi. Hello. Finally, I can hear you. Hey. Technical difficulties, everybody. So, so yeah. I was saying before we were interrupted, <laughs> is this dharmic living? Like, if you're thinking like long term, three hundred years ahead, 
is that like living dormically? I, I I can't make a yay or nay, but it would seem to me as though the, you know, there's two things is, is I can live spontaneously without really planning, but whatever my actions are in the present are going to impact, which we know, right? We, yeah. know, we know it's in the genetics. So if, if I'm considering my actions and the impact they will make on on anyone else well then you're living dharmically and you're supporting your progeny if you're if you're doing things that like don't support your progeny well yeah you're you're gonna have a mess on your hands right yeah did, did i figure that, i mean you might have a way of going about that understanding but you know we know that um if we do something that is unhealthy for ourselves, it's going to be unhealthy for everyone else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of interesting because the you know, we can be spontaneous in the moment and do something that's fun for us but also be considerate to the world and not make a mess while you're doing it and not upset your friends, I guess. But like, if you do upset your friends, then you're supposed to do that anyway. So, on some How level. do you mean? Well, in the big scheme of things, I always trust everything 100%. So, Because like, you can upset someone without even doing anything. I, I remember walking up the stairs to clinic once with a client and she got insulted and literally slapped me and left. And I hadn't done anything. <laughs> she was just in her head doing, experiencing something different to us just walking up the stairs. So um, do you know what I mean? People get upset by stuff even when they're not. Right. Like, you're not doing anything. So. You know, if I do upset someone, I kind of trust that it's happening anyway because they'll get upset regardless of whether I'm doing something vindictively or not. So that's also part of of seeing clearly that there are certain things that are just not about you. Yeah. Right? Nope. Hello. Yeah. are playing games. No, I'm not. They're <laughs> just... Uh, I, I've... Uh... I have a little emergency that I had to take care of that somebody has missed a session. So we don't need to go into that. I want to stay with what we're seeing. What we're seeing is not actually necessarily real, right? So if somebody triggers you or catalyzes you by whatever they're doing, is it about the other person, right? So if somebody says, okay, you've triggered me, all right, fine, I've, tr I've mm. triggered you, but does it have anything to do with me? Like your opinion of what I do, your opinion of me, your thoughts about me actually have nothing to do with me, nothing. So whatever your friend was triggered by has nothing to do with you, mm. right? If you wear your hair a certain way and that's how they're vicious, abusive, uh, violent mother wore their hair and it triggers them 
still has nothing to do with you. It has to do with something going on within them. Yeah. I was actually, sorry. I was going to say, I used an example the other day on one of my courses because I had a guy that came to do some work for me when I was back in the corporate world and he was just horrible and I couldn't work out why he was being so horrible to me. So in the end, I kicked him off the project because I'm like, I can't work with you and I don't know what the problem is. And uh, a few months later, I saw him and he went, I really need to apologise, Eloise. You look like my ex-girlfriend. And so I was taking out all the vengeance of her onto you. And I'm like, but I'm not her. I'm not (laughs) her. It's a work environment. I'm like, what? (laughs) It was funny. Right. So we are looking through our own memories. We look through our own beliefs. We look because you, if somebody behaves a particular way and you don't like it, right, and you are triggered and want that other person to change, Mm. well, that that's what's in their head. Yeah. If I believe you should say something or act a certain way, that's what's in my head. That's not something, and and of course we make it clear that abuse is abuse is abuse, which means somebody punches you, it's clearly abusive, and you can do yeah. something about it. But everything else, pretty much, is what does it have to do with me? Let's say somebody's on walk, you walk down the street and somebody starts swearing at you, it has nothing to do with me. So I'm going to seek safety. If there's a threat yeah. of danger. We have systems in place to take care of that. So danger is danger. That's clear, right? But everything else is within our heads. You know, I remember I used to walk to work and there was a guy who had Tourette's. You know, it's not fun walking by someone who has Tourette's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially when he got worse, like there were times of the year he was really bad. Times of the year you could even say good morning to him. But other Mm. times you could just see it. He would go nutso. And there he was going nutso. And I was coming closer and I said, oh, God, I just can't. I don't feel like this energy today. And I crossed the street. And still, as I was walking by, he's going, uh, you know, F you, you oh. W-H-O-R-E and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to bring too much of that energy. But just every, like, word possible, you know? So... Oh. Usually you can kind of anchor it and ground it, but if you're not feeling so well, you might not be able to, but it's not, uh, it feels like violent to your ears and your sensibilities, but at the same time, this human being is not well. It has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me that he's doing that. And we do it with our families, right? Or people close to us or what we'll start to, um, I say we will, but when you break the spell of your mind, the spell the mind has upon you to tell you that that is reality, not what is, uh, mm. all of this dissipates. You can see yeah. clearly. It's not, um, you know, there's, there are still things you need to figure out, but you know how to use your mind to figure out how to deal with what is. For example, uh, you, have, you have a plot of land and you're growing things and something doesn't grow. Well, you go in and figure out why it's not growing, you know, and, and that's a real example. I have, 
I have mint and lemon balm growing in my garden. And one mm. side, the mint grew up tall and beautiful. And I'm not crazy about mint. I like the smell, but I just don't drink it. But it's a lemon balm I want to make into tincture and, and use it. I mean, it's, it has a vast number of healing properties um, that mm. I would like to test on my body and see if it's going to work with osteoarthritis and uh, many different things. It can cure cancer. It uh, prevents Alzheimer's. It's like really chock-a-block. So this year, you know, I really want it to grow. And of all years, it's really short. So we're, just, we're looking around trying to figure out why. Well, you know, some of the plants, uh, some of the weeds we let grow kind of choke them. You know, so I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe there's not just a solution here. Maybe they needed to be choked because they weren't good enough because I want to do this. Like I said, of all years, every year it's all over the place and we have to control it and it's everywhere. And this year it's not. And it's like, what? And this is the year I actually want to make tincture. And I keep going to cut the plants and I go, maybe, maybe there's something here that is telling me I shouldn't do it. So I keep meditating on it and kind of mm. going into uh, a space of communicating with the lemon balm to see, are you ready to be cut? And it's just hasn't, hasn't given me a go ahead. I keep yeah. saying, you can go cut the mint, but leave me alone. <laughs> so so <laughs> you can always use your mind to figure things out. But you wouldn't look at what someone says as an affront against you. What someone says, their opinion, their viewpoint has nothing to do with you. If you want to discuss a viewpoint, and, and usually to discuss a viewpoint like you and I do, um, I want to know whether my thinking is is it all is it all um, solid, right? It, it's like we're making our thinking a little bit more um, like that. It's tested that it's that it's working um, for different people that the words are communicated clearly. And I'm sure we have been so unclear. Like, what are we, number 56 today? I'm not sure which number. Uh, no, we're number 52. 52, right? Ooh, so 52 yeah. today. So so I'm sure we, we, you know, we started this. We were trying to find a rhythm. Uh, we're trying to find what we're going to do. Gosh, I can't tell you. Um, I'd save the first... 20 at the least podcasts i was bloody nervous you know to today today i'm more excited and 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 uh ready to explore because because we know right eloise we know there are people listening yeah and, and that energy is affecting us you know it's impacting us our words are going out onto a scale that is never before um, you could write a book, you could write for a newspaper, and you would get more um, viewers. But it would have to be people who read newspapers. It would have to be people who read books. Now, you know, it's, now it's just limited to people who speak English. Yeah. You know, and then it's, of course, interest. But anybody could be listening. Anybody can be um, critiquing. And we're feeling that energy, whether it bolsters us, whether it um, helps us really look at what we are saying 
And I'm sure I've said things in such weird ways. So that's another thing about the mind. I can have thoughts going through my mind. And sometimes when they, when they come out of my mouth, it's not at all what was going on in my head. Mm. Right? Because we're, you know, why would that even happen? Why would you, do you have a speculation on why that would happen? Um, no, just coming back to trusting what comes out of your mouth. Well, actually, I think we're meditate trying to, things. I really think we're trying to figure out what we're thinking. Yeah. So, so we have these thoughts. Thinking out loud, literally. Yeah, and then we're talking <laughs> it out loud. It doesn't quite match what's in our heads, but it's, it's all this process of figuring things out, which I think this whole podcast is about. Our, our two women who've had lots of education, lots of experience, and we figured out some things, but now together, our energies and all the people listening is really, um, yeah, refining what we think, making it, I don't know, more digestible. Mm. Can I work with that? Just like this series we did on DDDA, Dedication, Determination, Discipline and Attitude. You know, you break mm. that down and you see, hey, you, you do that simply. I just had a phone call from someone who asked me, well, how do you start your business? I said, well, do you have something you like to do? Absolutely. I've got something I like to do. So I said, do you have determination? Yep. Do you have dedication? Yep. Do you have discipline? Yep. So this person's got all those things. And then they said, yeah, but, you know, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. And I just said, you've already got a bad attitude. So it's not going to work. So just don't yeah. do it. Don't bother until you switch into a good attitude. Yeah. Just, just, it doesn't matter what you think the limitations are. Like I live in a French province. So if, if, you know, my French is not my first language, English is well, languages are really good. Though. Yeah. And I, and I can obviously work and communicate in, in French, but internationally, I mostly work in English and yeah. When, and now I don't have many clients who are French. I have one who's French and find it really easy to talk to her, et cetera. But I haven't seen anybody for, let's say, eight months in French. Mm. That's about eight months. Now what happens? Well, it's rusty. My mouth is rusty. You know, get formulating the words is rusty. <laughs> you know, all that stuff is really rusty. The joints are rusty. So it doesn't come out as easily. So now I could say, well, oh dear, poor me, you know, how am I going to get more clients if most of the clients are French? It's like, that would be a terrible attitude. It's like, I'm just rusty, you know, just talk to somebody for a while, you set up an appointment with somebody, you're going to start to remember, you're going to speak quickly, get a few yeah. people going and, and you will speak and um, you can tell the person, hey. I'm a bit rusty. My French is a bit rusty. I can certainly find every word I need to find for you. Um, are you okay with that? If you feel like, you know, that might be a problem for them. But it's not. We have enough immigrants here who don't speak English and they're running businesses or they're working. It doesn't matter. But of course, right away, it matters. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And some people speak a third language. It's like you can create a whole business within the 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 language of your family right yeah you know like you could do oh man you could just develop it within that realm just do urdu 
comments. Yeah, or just Spanish speaking or Greek speaking or whatever. So many options. So again, it's all about right? So I don't do this. Yeah, when I started, who could translate body talk, tarot, article patterns, all this stuff into French? Well, I just well, what the couple do, what they'll do, if they don't like me, they're not gonna come back. Well, that can happen. They can't be liked it. Only that they ever and you, your French is really good. You know, so I'd be like, okay. And sometimes I would come back. Some people who know me for a really long time, and I don't know if I'm for a while, they'll say, hey, you haven't been speaking French. You're speaking exclusively. Okay, I don't speak. Yes, it's cool. It's noticeable. But then, too, because they'll speak English, and they're like, I haven't spoken English in ages. Um, when I'm running out. <laughs> anyway, you, I'm certain everyone um, yeah, clearly, and just if your attitude, if an attitude that I can't work with the German clients, and you're living in Germany, and your German is limited, well, yeah, that's what's going to happen to you. You're going to have it limited. Who cares about? You'll find enough people who speak English. You'll find expat communities. Yeah, expats. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many really nice things you can do. It's having like. I have something you want. What if you do something like Reiki? You don't need to speak to anybody. No. You know? Yeah, as long as you know what Reiki is in the language, which is probably Reiki. It's Reiki, so somebody might <laughs> Translated. Yeah, reflexology. I mean, how many times, I think this is pretty international, but go to, uh, for a pedicure. Those girls yeah. don't speak English, most of those Asian girls yeah. that come, let's say, from... Uh, I know we have a lot of French ones that come in from Vietnam because we have a French province. Oh, yeah. But mm -hmm. you can get, you know. Yeah. yeah. They're mostly Vietnamese or no Thai as well, right? Yeah. 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 So you get all these people coming in. They, they're yeah. fine. They, you know, they didn't sit around going, uh, no. hey, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, um, which is so interesting, right? When you come in as an immigrant and there's no support system, now that that doesn't exist in Canada. You come in as an immigrant, you get more benefits than, than I would ever get. Yeah. They get their dental, <laughs> they get all kinds of crazy things. And, um, you know, not if you're, I think if you're, you know, you claim refugee status or uh, that kind of thing, you get everything. Uh, so a lot of people want to come in doing that. The rest of the rest of us, you know, we have to snap to it, get down and do something to make your money. Like when my parent, my dad came, my mother was already here. But when my dad came, when my grandfather came, when my great grandfather came, these people came in and said, OK, we've got to do something or you die. Like, can you imagine being here in the winter? Yeah. You have no food. You live on the street and there's no support system. No support system. So when there's no support system, you get to it. You don't have time to think, oh, you know, my shoe doesn't look quite right. Maybe I don't speak English well enough. Maybe blah, blah. We don't have, you don't have time to do that. You just get to it and you start working. And, it, yeah. you know, that there's no time for your attitude to be negative. It seems to me that expression, um, uh, Good times, no, 
bad times make strong men, meaning men and women, right? Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men, right? This cycle goes, goes on and on. Yeah. So the, the better the times are, the more we it's you know, the more our minds get in the way, right? So we're in a, we're in a stage where times are so good for North Americans and Europeans. I mean, it's yeah. really good, right? We got cars, you go into some house houses, there are three or four cars. My neighbor has four or five cars and a motorcycle. So yeah, it's got four cars and a motorcycle. So, you know, two belong to him, one belongs to his wife, one belongs to his daughter. The other daughters are going to grow up and want their own cars. And he's got a motorcycle. Yeah. That's like just a tiny little house. This is this is like, this is considered a very poor section of our city. It's not, yeah, it's up and coming, but it's like the last place up and coming, right? And they yeah. they got five vehicles, right? We're we're three people here. We keep one vehicle, you yeah. know. But think about the abundance that's out there. I think one vehicle is abundant as well. We have yeah. two television sets in this house. There's actually a third one in storage somewhere. So there's the possibility of three television sets. I, that was unheard of when we were kids. You had to be super rich. Now it's like one television was given away. The other one, my stepson bought. And the other one belonged to my boyfriend. I, don't ha I didn't have a TV. I haven't had one in like 30 40 years yeah so, so they, they it's, it's fascinating i'm sitting here on a phone with a computer and then the extra computer screen and i've got this great it's called a snow blue snowball speaker that i use to record sessions what kind of luxury is yeah. this I'm, I'm sitting yeah. i mean i don't have the biggest possible space because it's an office in a in a tiny apartment but man what abundance what incredible oh abundance. So this is not what my dad came to, right? He came yeah. in, he's living on a, you know, in a, in a poor area with all of his siblings and his mother, his father had passed away many years before. So they're all here scraping together to get money, to pay the rent, give it to their mother and eat and get some shoes and shirts and get jobs and work. That's, that's what people did. Now... We cannot see what is. And one of the reasons is abundance. Mm. Just a massive amount of abundance. Massive. We don't, you know, I can't tell you, you know, that the things that my, my father moved from his home. So it was like, okay, so what are we going to do this, with this stuff that he has? So we can either sell it, we can throw some away or, you know, recycle basically. But I looked and I went, well, I'm going to have a basement apartment. So, you know, I could, I could rent it furnished. So I want the stuff, right? So I've got like extra lamps here. I've got, you know, extra pictures. I've got extra furniture just waiting for the basement to be built so we could stick it in there. Yeah. And if you go over to my mom's house, like there's stuff everywhere. And I'm going to go take it. It's just hilarious, right? So I've hardly bought furniture in my entire life everything i look around here i have i bought one two three four six things out of like a hundred right mm -hmm. that's crazy so we don't see what is we don't even notice how much abundance we have even if you're not that wealthy
Yeah. I don't say poverty stricken or whatever, but even the standard of living for someone who's, who's on welfare, you know, it's not great. Obviously, you know, you, you'd want to get out of welfare. You don't want to stay in it, but you know, you've got a lot of advantages. They give you, you know, the government gives you a ton of advantages. Compared to how it was living a couple of hundred years ago. Exactly. It's completely different. Completely different. And even our attitude to a hundred years ago and not really understanding how difficult it was for everyone. Yeah. How difficult it was for a woman to have a toilet. If you had a toilet. (laughs) Exactly. Or bearing children and the the work men had to do. You you didn't go to an office for God's sakes. Like there were no offices. You went out into the mines or you went out and man it wasn't good you went to war all your washing by hand i remember my nan doing that oh god right that would take you know (laughs) take all day just to wash a few things so it's hard physical labor it it is hard and you know what's so funny Eloise? just talking about this as we're fleshing this out and Mm. coming to this idea of abundance and how lazy it makes us one Oh, yeah. And the other thing is how disposable everything is because re- we're really losing. You know, my grandmother was the type who made sure you saved things and reused them. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I went, okay, you're going a little too far. I mean, there was a jar for everything. And of course, I, I adopted a lot of that. It's like, okay, I might need yeah. this, I might need that. Let's organize it. You know, and then there are times I go through everything and I just go, time to recycle all of this, get it out in the world. And, see what comes back and it's hilarious everything comes back i don't even get how much comes back but it does yeah i don't even get how this occurs but just going through that and and thinking about the more abundance we have the more abundance well it doesn't make sense more but the uh, our abundant thoughts about things it's as though the more we have the more capacity it is to that we have to sit around and think about what we're going to do and fulfill our our selfish, superficial need to fill a void within, um, the more thoughts we have about things. And, and that creates more and more anxiety. This is my theory, that, that the more we have, the more, the more we're given, the, the easier life becomes, the more anxiety we have, the more stressed yeah. we are. The, the, just it's incredible if we have well, nothing we don't have to do so much so we've got more time to think yes it's yeah it's that what else so we don't have to do so much right. well, like there isn't as much we don't have to be um, like I keep thinking about like you're not cha- if people are anxious sometimes it's because they're not challenged enough and when we've got everything quite easy, there's no challenge. And you, so if there's no challenge, it means you've never tested your metal, right? Mm. You've never figured out how to resolve a challenge or a conflict. So if you yeah. can't figure it out, you're too anxious to go try something in case you can't figure it out because everything was given to you. You know, when you see different cultures who've had nothing, like I go to Greece and I think there are Nigerians there, right? Lots of Nigerians. And they're scamming people left, right, and center. Yeah. 
And, <laughs> you know, they have no thoughts about it. It's like, look, I, I was starving. I am starving. I'm doing something to get money. And if it, it you know, they're, they're pretty brilliant, right? They, they say Nigerians oh, yeah. are really smart. Um, but they're, they're using their smart and a little bit of criminal activity and deception, et cetera. But, you know, that, that's, that's not going to do them very well. You know, hopefully they can shift that around. But at the same time, they're making something happen so that they take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's creative. It's creative and it's like, you don't have to buy it if you <laughs> don't want great. to, right? It's not like they're, yeah. they're not stealing your money. They're just saying, you know, whatever it is, you know, this is a great product and it's a piece of crap. It breaks. You take it, put it in yeah. there. We just and, made it look. And it breaks, right? Or whatever it is, right? Or it's stolen property maybe, or it's, you know, like DVD copies. That's a big one. And CD copies. Oh yeah. Right? So they sell all of that and some of it's really bad and some of it's good. In any case, they're trying to do something, right? Yeah. They're trying to do something. Um, somebody was telling me the other day that in, in San Francisco, he has a job as an architect. And he said that there's so many people living in the street. There's human feces in the street. And the people who clean oh, wow. human feces makes more money than he does. What? Yeah. That's bad. It's 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 dope. amazing though. I, well, uh, you know, garbage collectors here, bus drivers here make way more money than I do. Yeah, way more, and work way less. Yeah, they're even encouraged because they have such strong unions to work as little as possible. Mm. Like if you work too much, they will. Okay. They the union comes up to you and tells you to stop. It's it's incredible, yeah. We yeah. so we, anyway. I didn't know we were going to get into this, but it is interesting <laughs> that when a when a person who hasn't seen a bit of history goes out in the world and they're looking through this lens of everything's available, everything's disposable, I deserve everything, they can't see what goes into what we're doing like people can hear us talking it's like well i'll just flip on anchor or i'll listen to the podcast on apple and that's it but think about what think about all the things that goes into it what is is well no it's not just two people talking on anchor it's two people who have to figure out what they're going to talk about then get on and risk themselves by saying things that could be so wrong yeah, we need, you know, I want... Yeah, we never say we're right. Yeah, I want <laughs> Eloise to challenge what I'm saying and I want other people to, you know, kind of come in and continue the conversation so we're figuring things out. And you don't forget, it takes tons of time from our work day to do this. Yep. Um, we're, we're constantly kind of making appointments, setting them up, having the month... Uh, of sessions or I'm sorry podcasts go through so we don't we don't always see what goes on behind it like if you were listening to the podcast and the quality wasn't good and you complain that the quality isn't good well hello this is free it's free to yeah. you and there are people who are expending tons of energy to make this happen and it's really bad when it doesn't work but 
anchor themselves spent money and continue to spend money developing the the anchor podcast um, application right mm. there's somebody working on that and I, we get it for free yeah and then we bring it to you because that's available for free well is it free now i just had this discussion with someone and they're charging well, let's say 25 dollars a day for three meals of food and snacks and this person was stressed and i'm like well of course you'd be stressed you're charging 25 dollars a day um First of all, you didn't calculate accurately how much the food would cost and the snacks. Secondly, what about um, every single thing that went in to cook the food and make the food available? So I'm like, what about gas for driving? What about all the effort that you and the other person who's with you, your partner, went went through to get this to tap and bringing the groceries in the house? Um, loading and unloading what about soap what about hot water what about water usage what about wear and tear on your furniture what about toilet paper i mean i don't know about <laughs> you eloise but in clinic geez I, oh yeah you know, clinic we go through a lot of toilet paper oh, all cool. oh my god tons of toilet paper <laughs> it's like some, some days we're like all i need to think about today is toilet paper like, did I change the toilet paper? Did I buy enough toilet paper? It's like toilet paper, toilet I, paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. Oh, I'm going to do a plug while I'm here. I use Who Gives a Crap toilet paper. Oh, nice. Very good. It's just completely sustainable, all bamboo, really cool. But it comes in massive boxes. And <laughs> the shop downstairs for me quite often end up taking it in for me because delivery drivers don't want to wait for me to come downstairs. So they just dump it in the shop <laughs> downstairs. Mind at all. So they're constantly getting these boxes of toilet rock and just like, how much do you use? You're on your own. You know? <laughs> it's, it's funny. Well, it's true, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's just amazing how much toilet paper you could, <laughs> you can okay. go through in clinic. Yeah. I find it really yeah. funny because I, I rent uh, from my mother's home. She's got a, a duplex, lots of space. So I get to rent. Uh, my uh, clinic there and uh, she supplies the toilet paper and she goes god when you come in and your clients come it is amazing because she'll leave a couple of rolls thinking that's okay she's got used to it now and she's, she's constantly <laughs> running up and down filling it up I'm like just bring the whole thing <laughs> just <laughs> bring it leave the box yeah you know, just leave it there and we'll <laughs> We'll get rid of it like this running up and down the stairs is ridiculous. Just put a box in the in the other room where I'll just bring toilet paper. It's so funny, like just hilarious. Yeah. How much toilet paper? It, it's such an interesting subject, you know. I used to give free lectures yeah. and it's and people would say, Okay, they're free. And I was going, Yeah, but it's not free to be here, right? So yeah, please make a contribution, which would be if you want to drink tea, bring some tea. If you want to, you know, go to the toilet, bring you, some tissues. If, well, bring tissues for the crying because a lot of people cry and bring <laughs> yeah. toilet paper. Right. Yeah. Um, and I can't tell you how it was so nice when they did. Yeah. It was just so helpful. I, I would notice that I didn't have to go to the bathroom as often to change things. People weren't coming out to say, Terrianne. Where's the toilet There's paper? It was amazing because people kept bringing yeah. them and putting them in the bathroom. So Brilliant. I didn't have to deal with it. 
it was crazy nice, you know, just crazy cool. And um, yeah, so uh, that's all to say we don't see what is. We're, we're really, we do look, this is obviously uh, one interpretation of a filter is that our, expect, our expectations are obviously filters and we expect things to be available. Like, have you ever gone to a public washroom and there's no toilet paper? Yeah, You know, and then you look around. I mean, I can't believe the catastrophe that goes on in a women's bathroom by three o'clock in the afternoon. It's almost scary if you have to pee in the afternoon. I mean, there's just, you, you walk in and you've already got TP on your shoes and you're walking around. It's like, where do you live? Like, why? <laughs> yes. you know, we went to this beautiful resort in June and, uh, it, it, we were in the older section where, you know, adults only, you know, it's really quiet. I mean, so many people there were gray haired, right? It wasn't, you didn't even find 20 year olds. There, there were some people, let's say in their thirties, but they were there for a really quiet time. And all of a sudden a bunch of little girls show up, let's say they're in their twenties and they're doing acrobatics on the beach. And Wow. It was, it was so annoying. Right. Couldn't you just yeah. go over to the other side? No. So we moved away and still they're screaming and yelling and music was too annoying. So we went back to our room and I said, yeah. well, you know, that's lovely. We have a beautiful balcony. We can enjoy that. And um, that was fine. Most of the time, this resort was freaking amazing and their yeah. service was amazing and they took care of everything. But we did have an incident where these girls were on the beach, another group of girls and they had a fight with the recreational directors. And I was like, Jesus, these people stand all day out in the hot sun. They're jumping around and dancing. And you're fighting with them? What did you, what filter did you have? And, mm. and this person is standing there. Oh my God, what attitude? And they're making this very big pose of attitude. And I thought, wow, pot, kettle, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, they leave. <laughs> so that incident was gone. But that evening, these same girls are fighting in the lobby. So it's it's actually <laughs> it's actually fighting. two. I'm not going to say the colors because I don't want to, but two different colors of people. And of course, um, one color was accusing the other color of, you know, being terrible and awful and and stuff like that. And then this these three women were at the restaurant screaming so loudly, my whole body started shaking. They were about six tables away from me and the waiters were standing around and here we were mid dinner. And I just looked at my husband and said, I, I have to leave. I I'm, I'm, I'm shaking yeah. in terror. It was just the yelling. And I said, okay, this is the way I have to deal with it. It was so interesting. So he, he was okay. I said, we'll come back later. If you're still hungry, just leave it and let's go. So we left, we go upstairs yeah. to the room and I'm like, okay, thank God we're in the room. We can go on our deck and relax, have a nice time. And, on either side of us people moved in and were blasting music right? <laughs> and you know that you're we're right in the middle so we're in the meat zone of the two different types of music and i was like oh my god you know what has happened to us now and because that's not allowed in the hotel either now yeah. i'm kind of kind of like all shaky so i just go i have to go in the room and i just closed myself in 
And uh, we were kind of, he's worried about me because my husband was worried about me because of my, my legs that don't work very well and getting shaky doesn't help uh, yeah. my ability to walk, right? So he's more concerned about me and I said, we have to do something about this. But what ended up happening was that the hotel did do uh, something about it. Everything went dead yeah. quiet the next day. So it was like a big incident, but you know, no more music. They were shut down. Uh, they're, they're actually told to leave. You get one chance. So yeah. I think all these people were told to leave. Next day, we're back to like beautiful harmony. But one of the attitudes or several of the attitudes was um, the way they were treating the staff. This really was was hard to digest. Um, yeah. And this one person said, but I pay them. And I, wow. and I was like, wow. That, so it, it was almost like you're my slave, right? And just because mm -hmm. I give you this, this money, it's almost like slavery, right? I give you room and board so I could do whatever I want to. Yeah. Any area in the present, I give you money so I could do whatever I want to. It's like, no, you can't. Wow. It's mad, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you can't do this to people. It's not nice. You know, and, and I really saw, you know, well, we always, we always tip. We're not super rich or anything, so we tip as well as we can. And mm. I, I just don't think we tip a lot. It's just, here's the money we, because I only bring money for tips. And we just have to spread that over the whole day, right? So, yeah. So, you know, ordering drinks on the beach and getting our coffee when we get back. And then our meals, we usually do two meals. So we need to have, let's say, five times, five times the three meals plus rest. That's a lot of money for us, especially in American dollars, right? Like yeah. three, four hundred dollars during the week. So, in any case, um, I can't believe that the service was so intensely good for us. We're just leaving five bucks. Yeah, I was. It, it saddened me. I was like, "Wow!" And now that's, you know, we're from Canada. There are people from America. So, you know, if you're making American dollar. Right, because five dollars American is going to be seven fifty Canadian. Mm. So that's what we're giving, right? So in our money, so an American could give seven fifty at the least, right? Yeah. Even if you're not making that much money. So it's really interesting. I found it really interesting, and that they weren't tipping enough. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just not the tipping. It's not the actual money, but it's how you're treated. Like I asked one guy for some vinegar because I use, I put vinegar in my water before I eat to help, yeah. help my digestive system. And uh, I asked him, you know, is there any other vinegar? And he's like, no, 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 but I'll, I'll bring you some. I said, what? I'm going to bring you some from my village oh. where I live. <laughs> and I was like, really i'm like thank you and it ended up being pineapple vinegar really nice pineapple and nice. he brings it and i'm like how much do i owe you he said no it's free like it's not free but he said no it's yeah. a gift i was like what like you <laughs> you went on so so here's a different mind right so i looked through yeah. the filter of this guy had to after his intense day of work they have intense days went yeah. out to the store 
to buy them, <laughs> get up in the morning, remember to bring them, and then give them to me. Are you kidding? It's yeah. not just the price of the of the vinegar, right? It's all of that. It's everything. I always find it, I, it's fascinating. There's a hotel here in Brighton that I use for all my courses. And the staff there, they absolutely love me. Like, from the moment I arrive to the moment I leave, you know, sometimes they're giving me gifts and they're doing, and I'm like, one day I said to them, how bad is everyone else that you deal with? Okay, exactly. <laughs> how bad is everyone else? Because they love else? having me there. Exactly. Yes, that's a good line. How bad is everyone else? You know, really. <laughs> I'm amazing, you know. I mean, I am very nice to them because they're great with me. So, you know. Well, not only but, that, you're a really nice person. And we, you know, you don't walk around expecting that someone's going to do something for you. And you know what it's like okay. to make a dollar or, yeah. or a, you know, a quid. You know yeah. what that takes. We didn't exactly pick careers where money is, you know, you're sitting around earning tons of money every day and you got millions of dollars and you can retire without interest. We chose a field that is working with people one by one or classes. And, you know, it's quite difficult to make millions just earning it off of your individual work. If you were, you know, creating a system and sending it out in the world and many people, yeah, maybe you get there to your millions, but Mm. uh, you know, we are not doing that. We chose something that we love um, that doesn't supply that. So every single cent that that we earn is is quite a treasure, right? Yeah, yeah. And secondly, we know what it's like to earn and we know how difficult it is. I mean, we deal with one-on-one people and, and um, not everyone's nice. Yeah, no, they're not. Not everyone's nice, you know. I mean, it's nice if you can, you know, weed out the not nice people, but not everyone is nice. That's mm. for certain, right? Yeah. Um, and not, and I, I don't know about nice or whatever, but um, you can get polite. But we work with people's rage. Yeah. And that that doesn't necessarily That's mean they're nice or not, right? doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they're nice or not if they have a deep problem within themselves. Yeah. And that deep problem is something that we're picking up on. And it's not yeah, like somebody... Yeah, it's not like, okay, you can come in with your deep problem and your rage, and because all your rage is showing up today, I get to charge you more. You can't do that. No. You know, <laughs> Oh dear, the bird's gone crazy. No, so, I think he's saying it's time to end. Yes, I do think he's. <laughs> so goodbye from bird, spelled with a Y. It, it, I think he wants to eat. Oh, very cute. Yeah. And uh, bye from Terrianne and Eloise. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. And if you like the yeah. subject, you know, like tell us, tell, give us some feedback. We're really, I know there's some people out there listening. So like to have yeah, some so feedback. And next week will be a year. Oh we'll my! Be starting year two, so we have to celebrate. Yes. Okay. Next week celebration. Maybe we need champagne or something, or sparkling vinegar. <laughs> sparkling vinegar. I use Perrier and vinegar. It's <laughs> yeah, delicious. Exactly. It's delicious. <laughs> delicious. Oh, perfect. Oh. Okay. Bye. All right, my love. Take care. Have love a great you. weekend. Bye. See you Friday. Bye. Bye.